I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svender, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. My name is Dean. I'm joined once again by two fellow enjoyers of the AFL, George Spender and James Matter. How are we going, boys? Very well, very Good, well. Mate. Yourself? Yeah, pretty well. Did you enjoy Gather Round? To an extent. Mate, a buzz in Adelaide. Oh, we loved it. Mate, we loved it. We, we were in we the streets of Adelaide, you know, embracing the culture. That's like, it, man. That's it. That's a total lie. That's it. Went, went, <laughs> to, <laughs> went to the churches, went to the wineries, loved yeah, it, man. Loved Better than it. Grand Final Week, everyone's saying. I wouldn't know personally, but hey. Yeah. Well, they renewed it for how many years now? Three, four years? Yeah. So, so we'll find out eventually. We'll, that. we'll catch one, I reckon. I, for one, am happy not to have to hear the word gather around anymore after right now. So that's it. It was um, only repeated a thousand times, mate. <laughs> when all the Melbourne teams come back to Melbourne, we'll find out how they actually feel. Yeah. But they've been very politically correct, I think. I know. Yeah, no. Nah, I think they all had true. guns in the back of their heads. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you had fun. You're going to enjoy this gather around, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, boys. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. It didn't start too well. And George, I think you need to tell us what the heck happened. The Blues absolutely copping it. By the crows. Did there. they lose, did they? I think they did. Apparently uh, so, man. That's, I don't believe it. That's what I heard. That's, that's what crazy. I heard. I that's will, crazy. On the record, I did actually tip the crows, but was quickly shut down by you two. <laughs> well I have to support Georgie for once, man. You know? You know, I have to be a supportive Matt friend. Matt and I have gone against each other. We finally unite and it didn't work out. So no, no. Nah, from now on we're we're we're, we're getting tips. divorced again. Yeah, separate tips. So, yeah. <laughs> I did say I wasn't convinced by the Blues victory against North. I did say the Blues fan singing the song outside Southern Cross was a bit much. And there you go. Yeah, there we go, man. Um Yeah, I don't know. Serves them right, man. They got me angry. So it's it's Sweet. crazy. We're still gonna win the flag, so you know. <laughs> so I guess this doesn't really matter. When you're holding the trophy, you're not thinking about round five gather round against the Crows, are you? Fair enough, actually. Fair, yeah. fair. Uh what can I say about this game? So I didn't watch it Ooh, live yeah. because it's yeah. you know Orthodox Easter. Yeah, fair enough. No, fair enough. enough. And I was no, actually problem. at church. Good on like you. a good boy. And it was good that I was there because if I was watching that live, um, there would have been some expletives and uh, God wouldn't have been too happy with me, I think. <laughs> you didn't sneak watching it in church? No. I, I didn't because I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to concentrate. I'm not going to worry about the game. The Fair game's enough. not that important. There are other things in life that are important. Whoa. And then I ended up checking the scores, so let's be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> so this is a situation. Shout out to my cousin, Nick. He leans over during church, right? We're in the service and he goes, mm. you know the best part about being in church? You don't have to see Carlton get absolutely destroyed by the Crows. <laughs> so after he said that, I was like, all right, I think this is not the best performance. Yeah. After it was over, I checked the score. I'm like, all right, maybe a miracle happened. You know, it is Easter. So maybe the miracle <laughs> happened and Carlton turned it around. I check it and it's like 120 to 60 or something yeah, like that. It got worse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that night, you know, I, I snuggled in, got myself some chamomile. We like the chamomile on this show. Yeah, shout flowers out to chamomile. Flowers to chamomile. Give flowers it, chamomile give it again, its flowers. The flower. And then I watched the first quarter and then I was like, oh, oh, 49 to 6 or something like that in like <laughs> three minutes. So that's, that's oh, after that, I watched the second quarter as well. The Blues kind of got it back to about 18 points. So they had something and then it blew out again and it was done. I said, no, stop, I'm not watching this shit. Mm. So one of those ones where it just started the crows looked invincible carlton looked shocking the inside 50s like super efficient they were bullet passing to players free jordan dawson decided to have his own footy no one decided to do anything about jordan dawson he's like yeah. the most informed player in the comp other he, than Dacos. he is the man he has the best inside 50 kicks in the league let's be fair yeah like when you when if you want one dude to take that kick into the 50 it's him and the thing I liked about the team, Adelaide specifically, the team chemistry and the morale is just so high, man. Like there was a moment where uh, it was after a stoppage goal. So um, Laird was running out of the stoppage, perfectly times a hand pass to Dawson. Dawson hits up, Fogarty, they kick a goal, right? But straight after he uh, Dawson kicked the ball to Fogarty, he turns around to Laird and goes, 
yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Because he gave him the perfect hand pass. You know what I mean? So the boys are just, they're getting around each other. They're just, spirits very high. And I like it. We, we've been like high on, on the Crows this year. I was right? just going to say, we flagged we, it in round one. Yeah. yeah. So we they yeah. just haven't put it together. And then I think this is kind of their breakout performance. Mm. Carlton are still a good team. I don't know how good they are. They're, they're, they're fine at the moment. So it's not like it's an easy beat team. Yeah, they had the gather around momentum. They have the home crowd, but they look incredible. And I think Carlton has a lot to answer for. Mm. They're just not like considering this is the first week where they've had their five big mids playing mm. plus Acres. Walsh comes back. They got Hewitt. They got Kennedy. They got um, Cripps. They got Chera. I did slightly There's question. No I did slightly question that last week of the first game. All the boys back. You would hope that it just you know pick up their momentum. But Adelaide's been working with that midfield unit since the start of the year, looking pretty good. It might just take the Blues another week or two to hit their strides again as a midfield group. But, it's a very um, dynamic midfield group as well. Is, when you yeah. add Rochelle in there as well, just yeah. that bit of pace. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what, you mentioned him earlier as well. I've got to say, Darcy Fogarty, I was a bit of a skeptic. He's kicked five goals in a huge game and he's been good this year, yeah. as has that whole forward unit. Yeah. Um, Actually, speaking yeah. about that forward unit, I was having a read of the nine... Nine things we've learned, you know, as they do every week on AFL.com. The last one was Crows may have the best forward line. And I think they do. I'll tell you what as well. In the mm. first quarter, you mentioned the score, mm. eight different goal scorers. That's right. In the first quarter. So that's a sign of a really good team when they're not relying on one guy to kick all the goals. Yeah. But in saying that, Fogarty can kick five on any given day. So can Tex. So can Rankin. No one would be surprised. Yeah. Um, even Lucky Gollant will show up and kick three one day. Like, they're just really good. Um. Last week, I also said maybe the top eight is somewhat set with only two free spots available. I'll tell you what, the Crows was one of those iffy teams. Maybe there's only one spot left. Well, there and Essendon go. performed pretty Essendon well, performed. well. Maybe, maybe it's already yeah, like that's it. We've sort of <laughs> Carlton's the one that's looking more good <laughs> oh, at the geez. moment. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, Ben Keys, mate, this guy decides to play good against Carlton and then disappears. <laughs> he, <laughs> is like the, he is like the devil on the shoulder with, with Carlton. I don't know. He kicked four goals against us last year in that match. Destroyed Adam Saad. Well, actually, started played all right, but he didn't. He nullified an impact. Mm. He's an annoying player to come up against, man. As mm. a defensive forward. Well, they've moved him out of the midfield and playing you know, sort of that wing half forward role, and he's looking really good. Still being damaging, um, and they've sort of hidden his weaknesses, which is running and defending. So, um, get him going forward, which is good. I did want to say though, with the Blues, obviously we know Mackay and Kerno. You know, it all sort of lives around them in the forward line. Only five marks inside fifties for the Blues. 20 for the Crows. So that's sort of just says the kind of ball they were getting in the forward line firstly, but um, obviously not pinning it on those two. If the delivery is not there and the service isn't there, then what are you going to do? But um, that sort of says a lot about how it went for the Blues. You got to give some flowers to the Adelaide defenders as well, like Butts. They're good. Who's who's the other dude who's really good? Uh, Duday. Duday. Hinges, all right. Hinge. McElhenney. Those dudes, but there's another dude who's also really good. The um, tall guy, uh, Murray. Nick oh, Murray. Nick he Murray. doesn't. He does not look athletic at all. But he's just big. He's just yeah. randomly big, and you know he's um, um. Yeah, no, he does his job, man. So yeah, good on them. Yeah, I think um, it's not an excuse, but something like you know McGovern being laid out, Doherty being injured during the week did weaken the back line a bit. Mm. Not that that probably made any difference to the game, other than the fact that all the comments after the game was, "How does Plowman get a game?" You talked <laughs> about O'Brien being a whipping boy. Plowman's even worse. Yeah, I think I saw like a yeah. hundred comments in a row saying Plowman, like if he plays another game, my membership is going in the bin. Oh, that, that, I don't like those comments, man. I'm, I'm putting, I'm cutting it up. If yeah, Plowman ever plays another down, game of football ever down. again, I'm gonna die. So yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he was the reason we lost, but yeah, he shouldn't be playing. Yeah, nah. there's too many players on the field to ever blame it on one guy, unless he makes a mistake in the goal square, and you can actually just say, "Yep, that was the moment." Yeah. Did he have a moment where he he did something really good, like he might have like you know sold some candy and then kicked it out on the yeah, floor? Yeah. He was it was him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, fair enough. I'll tell you what though, all in all, it was a pretty exciting start to gather around. I know the Blues fans obviously wouldn't agree, but yeah, at least it was a interesting game to watch. Mm. The next one, I mean, for me, the score ended up being interesting, but the Suns versus Frio match. I was watching the first half and I'm just thinking, man, why am I sitting here watching this? Like. <laughs> You know what? I wasn't enjoying myself. I, what I did enjoy from the game was Lukosius. He's Dawson like with Actually, his kicking. Yeah, but that was good. Somehow he managed to go one goal for. He, he's one of those like, guys that can kick. He can like he's he's like a, a sniper, but in front of goal, he doesn't know how to put it through. It doesn't yeah. make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. He's field kicking. Yeah, lovely, but he's just 
if he thinks one goal four, he kicks two of those and they win the game. Mm. You know, so. exactly right. And they had enough chances. The Suns had the lead for a lot of the game. Frio sort of lent into their small forwards to start the game. So Walters was getting amongst it again. Mm. Really, Schultz as well. Had they a good look game. such a different team when Walters is playing well. It's actually ridiculous. Well, I actually had that on my non-clipboard notes today. <laughs> Walters didn't play round one, right? Round two comes in as a sub. Kicks four goals one. Right? Almost won him the game that round. Mm. Yeah. And then the week after two goals won, the week after four goals won. Or no, he had one game where he didn't do anything, four goals won, and then this week four goals won again. It's been very, very good. In a dysfunctional forward line, a guy that's kind of passed his best has kind of come back this year and performed really well. Well, when he's playing well, then guys like Jaimis kick three. Jackson can then kick two. Because all the attention is sort of spread rather than having like a tapper as your focal point. He's not good enough. Yeah, and Amis um, had, you know, he's obviously a young player, so you're not going to be too critical on him, but he's had a pretty good performance. Three goals, two. Kind of looked like he was a leading target in the forward line for Frio, which is refreshing to see. Yeah. So that that's good. The other thing I took away from the game was Gold Coast, strong midfield again, the, the same performance every week, but just... Like it's so disappointing that they can't close out a game. They had chance. They should have won that game. They had chances yeah. to put scoreboard pressure on. They didn't. We talked about Lakeisha's kicking four points and missing some easy chances as well. But in the last quarter, Freer were just tougher. Sarong Matters boy was big again. <laughs> but I think Sean Darcy against a second game, he just abused him. Yeah, he just like had his way with him, and that that was a that was probably the difference. I think. Yeah, I think you're right, and. Frio, we should actually mention they won by 10 points. We got our tip wrong, so the Suns... We unanimously, unanimously tip the Suns. We've got to stop tipping these guys. Uh, yeah, no, nah, they're done. They're done. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't have too much more to say about the game other than the Suns. If you're going to be inconsistent, do it for one more week when you play North. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, they're just sort of... How long does Stuart, Stuart you have, mate? You know what? Yeah, if I, think he's do a, I think he was the one that I mentioned at the start of yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah. I think he's in trouble. If, yeah, Mountain Jews... Uh, Still might of, be Ken Higley, to be fair, but... No. <laughs> yeah, that's true, true that. Oh. That guy, mate, he gets one win and he buys himself five weeks of the job. So good on him. Yeah. And um, like a couple burgers as well. Yeah. <laughs> by the looks of it. So. 100%. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stewie Jew, he's, his job's in trouble, I think. Mm. Yeah. I don't um, think he'll make it through the season. If he, You know what? Actually, I'll say this. If North beats them this week, it might happen as soon as next week, to be honest with you. Oh, cool. That is huge. Do you, do you have any uh, insider knowledge on that one, Dino? Or? Oh, look. You know me. I've got insiders everywhere. Um, <laughs> spies. I've got spies everywhere. That's but. It. Yeah, just in Gold Coast as well, man. Jeez, he's got reach stretched all he, over the he's country. He's by Stuart Jew. Stuart, he, Stuart <laughs> Jew told him he's out if they lose. He's like, bro, I'm out. Actually, so the next game, Swans v. the Tigers, quite an interesting one. Another wet weather game for the Tigers. They just can't catch a break. <laughs> They're going to have to start training true. in the pools now. I always thought um, they're a good wet weather team, but... It seems not because they just can't get a win. <laughs> um, yeah, it's disappointing. Swans learned their lessons, I think, from last week and just run over them in the last quarter. Yeah. That's right. It was kind of close. Richmond had... Um, Swans were on top for most of the game. Richmond had that big third quarter, which is interesting. They've had a couple of big quarters. L- last week against the Dogs, they had a really big second quarter. Now a big third quarter. But yeah, Swans monstered them. Papley, a monster. Six goals. Great um, post-game interview as well. What did he say? It's on Papley. Uh, he just sort of came out. It was like an awkward date with um, Abby Holmes. He's just kind of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I work for Channel 7 now and uh, yeah, I love the horses. Uh, I'm going at 9.15 to, to a winery. Uh, like, it was so <laughs> weird, man. He, had to, he gave specific times of when he was going to be at a winery. Is, like, that, so just, is that like a subtle, like Abby Holmes, be there or be square? For sure. For sure it was, <laughs> man, man. Good on him, man. He shot his shot and he shot... A lot of goals as well. So, you know, man. He's, he's shooting goals everywhere, man. That's it. On, on and off the court, as they say. I'll tell you what, he yeah. kicked six in the second half as well. He didn't just kick six goals or throughout the four quarters. Six in one half is ridiculous. Now he's just got to do four quarters and, you know, score 12, you know. Jeez, yeah. You Next might time. as well. Next time, man. Um, but, yeah, now that last quarter, seven goals to one. So, it was a real domination in the end. Richmond kind of lost their heads, gave away a few 50s. Uh, Shy Bolton, I think, had that one incident. Where he gave away a fifty in the middle of the ground. Yeah, that that looked ugly, man. Like, yeah. did he did he kick him while he was? He, going? he, he, got, he, sort, of, he sort of punched him. He sort of went to. Yeah. He went to sort of bump him, but then the Sydney player went to pick up the ball, mm. and it sort of just hit him a bit high. Um, yeah, it didn't look good. Yeah. Didn't look good. Um, I will say as well, Nick Blakey. Yeah. For the Swans, I was going to mention that. Yeah, go for it, George. How, what did you see? In his well, game? from the lizard, eighty-one to forty-five, uh, scored some turnovers, right? And that was led by Blakey, thirteen intercepts. Mm-hmm. So no wonder his super coach score was so high. I forgot to mention mention this on the super coach pod that we recorded. Blake is a sneaky shout. 
He's 507k. 145 he got. That's what intercepts do for your supercoach score. Yeah, hey, he's an option, man. He's an option for supercoach. A little supercoach inside on the uh, on the non-supercoach pod. But yeah, I forgot to mention no, that. Fair enough. Anyway. And it's crazy sort of how he's being played this year. We always sort of thought he had a bit of dash off halfback. He's pretty long, um, long reach. So he can get that those intercepts. But man, long he was... Neck. Long neck as well, very straight <laughs> vertical neck, um, yeah, they, yeah. great posture. But <laughs> man, my po- I thought my posture was bad. I just look at him, yeah, and yeah, I'm man. healed. <laughs> That's it, man. But now he's nah, sort of being utilised by Longmire at the moment to sort of just get after the ball and leave his man and just intercept, and it's working out really well for him. That's it. Give him his flowers, man. Give him his flowers. The other thing is Amadi got injured, which is kind of disappointing because yeah. he hasn't had a run at it, and it looks promising. And I don't know how long he'll be out for, but apparently it's like till after the bye. It's a bit of a, it's a longer term injury, which is time, good. Time for the buddy to come back. I yeah. think so. Yeah. hundred yeah, uh, percent. He's rolled out the red carpet for him. Yeah. For sure. Um, so. Look, the Tigers, again, though, I must say, I'm finding it really hard to judge how they're going because they do keep playing in these scrappy wet weather games. It's against, not against good competition as well. Yeah. It's With really injuries. hard. With that, I know they've got a twig in the rock, like it's the little baby giraffe. It's <laughs> yeah. it's pretty rough. But the issue is, though, as we said, the ladder's sort of yeah. There's a lot of good teams there. Geelong is pushing, Port's sort of thereabouts. I don't know, man. If they're on six points, right, and even if they're playing fine football and they're up against tough competition, if they just don't get any points on board, Correct. they're going to find themselves trying to rush home, and they can do it, but it's going to be hard. I don't want to blame one guy for a loss, right? But Dusty had 17 possessions, only four contested. That doesn't feel right. When when it's a wet weather game, should he not be in there getting that? Yeah, I don't know. Getting that thing? I think he just wants to play at the G, perfect conditions, kick five, have 20 touches. He just wants to play finals, man. Maybe that's that's what he's thinking. He's waiting waiting for it. I don't know if he might be waiting too long. Yeah, bad. Speaking of finals... North Melbourne. <laughs> the Lions side. Great, great segment. I'm going to let you segue. guys. Yeah, look, segment. Honestly, I could go on a big rant to start things off here. Mate, but do it. Do it. Go for it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Let it out. We have our chat going. Yeah. I was losing my mind, as you guys can probably recall. Yeah. It was, you were getting, it was a bit vulgar. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yeah, look, some of the stuff you were saying, I'm like, whoa, man. So, so, yeah. Honestly, though, like, here's the thing. I'm watching my team play. And usually on when you're watching on TV, you can't see up the ground. You can't really understand what's going on. But yeah. this time you actually could. Yeah. Because it was that bad. was moving the ball that quickly and that easily that the ball's in the air heading into the 50 and you can literally see on, in the 50 three Brisbane Lions players ahead of the last North Melbourne defender. So what that tells me is we're losing the ball fine. Mm. We're not putting enough pressure around the ball. It happens, I guess, sometimes. But then what are these defenders doing trying to sort of push up the ground and get that really aggressive intercept and just time and time again getting nowhere near it. I'm looking at Luke McDonald, co-captain. I'm looking at Ben Mackay, first game back from an injury, fine. Griffin Logue, they were all just isolated and way out of position and guys like Danaher and Hip would just love that because they're not the best footballers. No. They And Cameron's really good too, but he, he'll pounce on the danger. These guys just love that open 50 to be able to do whatever they want. And North Melbourne just played into their hands. I was very, very disappointed. To back up what you're saying, what do you guys think the scores from turnover was? I remember. It was something like 100 to nothing. Yeah. 116 points from turnover. That's disgusting, man. That's their whole score. That's That's everything. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, look, I think if I'm going to give credit to something that that Brisbane did, Darcy Fort was the dude. He's come in. And, you know, we were sort of saying a few weeks ago, you know, they don't have the big forward, the McStay to bash packs. That's Fort now. He's going going in there and doing that role. He didn't need the open space to score. He was, you know, getting in there and crashing packs and taking contested marks. So, yeah, flowers to Fort. Yeah, but, fair enough. Even yeah. like Lockie Neal, he was unplayable. He was um, oh, unbelievable, like, Lockie Neal. That's, that's as good as a performance as you'll see. Really. Yeah, that's it. You know, he's showing us why he's a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. I do have uh, somewhat of an explanation for North's poor form, though. And mm. as everyone knows, sort of every time we uh, criticize a team, they really respond. So we've got many viewers of the pod, they, and they do listen. I did try some reverse psychology last week. I said Brisbane would win, wink, wink. Sort of hoping they it took would. it literally. But here's the thing: I forgot to consider Chris Fagan also watches the pod. <laughs> So the reverse psychology just didn't work because he was watching and he knew that I was joking. <laughs> so, who, who are we versing next so, week? That's my bad. Who are we versing next week? <laughs> well, I we, don't think, um, what's his name? No way Stewie Jew watches the pod. 
Surely we can. He told we, me he does actually. Yeah. Damn. Unfortunately, he's uh, going to be on the pod when he loses his job. Yeah, so he's going to be right there next to Dino, mate. <laughs> that's him. Man. But that's you, him. Me- you mentioned that. That's that's we'll, we'll have to get another couch for him. Right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Let's move on. I did want to just mention, though, there's one, actually, two players from North I'm going to shout out. Okay. Two and a half, actually. Yeah. Go ahead. The two is Jaden Stevenson, kicked yeah. four. Yeah. 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 He actually also, made all of them snaps. It doesn't matter, mate. That's made the most fine. of his chances. And also, mm. Charlie Common. Was the only forward we had that was launching himself at the football, giving his all. His second efforts were incredible as well. Um, and the half is Harry Sheasel because he had 30 odd touches again. The guy's incredible, but he did have a few really silly errors in defense. Yeah, he's uh, got to be the best like fantasy rookie of all time. He is. He is. He's, yeah. he's on he's, track. He's, yeah. Oh, man. he's. I think he's like 11th best scorer in Supercoach, which is nuts, man. Mm. But the thing with Sheasel, he had a few really bad kicks, but it was because apparently it's because he had a corky mm. and he just couldn't really. Couldn't really, you know, uh, put those kicks on target anymore. But yeah, speaking on Combin, man, dude, he, he's that guy. He's yeah. that guy for us, man. Like that's that's the difference now. Hopefully, moving forward, that we can pair him up with Larky. He's a bigger dude. He's athletic, and he puts effort in. So that's that's all you can really ask for for a key forward. Look, speaking so. of Larky, I've got to admit, I know he copped a knock against Carlton last week, and apparently he was touch and go for this week. But mate, if you're gonna play. You need to either attack that ball in the air or on the ground. If you're just sort of there putting a body on your defender, losing every contest to what's his name, Payne in defense there. He was he's a big boy, man. He's randomly a big boy. The thing is though, you're Nick Larky, one of the better goal kickers in the comp. He's been crap for two weeks in a row. And Charlie Common, who's playing his seventh or eighth game, is looking incredibly better than you. So yeah, turn not, it up. Come not on. a good look. Not no. a good look. Um we're taking flowers back. Yeah, that's what you mentioned as well. LDU, mm. like we're obviously all big fans of LDU. Yeah, that guy needs way more support in the midfield for him to really be able to shine. Because I noticed I've watched him quite closely, and you guys tell me what you think. He's looking for the kind to kind of run through the pack and have that burst and get it forward. But when they're never winning it, he, he kind of he's tailing, getting ready for the ball, and then it just doesn't come that way, and it feels a little bit wasted. Yeah. So when Simkin was there, mm. he looked much better. Yeah, Simkin goes out, it's just there's nothing there. It just looked slow. Neil was running through the pack. It's disappointing. I just want to see him kind of realize his potential. I was going to say, in a few weeks, he might come in. There's a little Georgie waiting in the wings, Georgie Wardlaw. So hopefully that can, uh, okay. hopefully he can assist there. But yeah, anyway, the I think other thing is, yeah. right. I was going to say, I think we can move on from North. But let's make it quick. You, you mentioned the fact that you know we we talk shit about a specific player or thing, and then and then it turned around. You mentioned it before, but you didn't specifically say. Hugh McLug- McCluggage. Yeah. yeah. So true. You true. spread a little root, like a potential little little birdie told me that he's leaving, and he's like, I better not make that obvious. Gets the first ton, fantasy ton, of the whole year. Hey, man. He's, I see you, McCluggage, man. I see you, man. Hey, he's, he's wanting as big a contract as I'm not he letting can get. him off the hook. Mate. He's showing off for the potential suitors at the end of the year. I'm That's it, man. That's it. Uh, yeah, look, North, please just. I know it was the first game with Logan Mackay. It's a combination we're really excited for. Please just improve because you can't be defending like that every yeah, week. That was that was rough. Um, anyway. The next game was very surprising. And I'm just going to say off the bat, flowers for the Bombers at last. They're finally... finally Dean, give- Dino giving the flowers to the Bombers. Hey, we man. told them, beat someone good. And they did it. Yeah, that's true. What yeah, a win. That's it. that's it. I thought like, I was... I actually, I bumped into a... Uh, Essendon supported today at the gym, and he was he was telling me it's like you know just keep keep talking keep talking shit about uh about the Dons because uh they're doing well and he wants it to stay that way, man. Got a big week coming up in Anzac Day as well, so yeah, good on them, man. Coming well, into form at the right time. Yeah, I'll tell you why they just completely nullified Melbourne's attacking ball movement. I never thought I'd say that Essendon's defense is actually good this year. Well, Melbourne are the hard, were the hardest team to score against t- turnover. Before and and Essendon destroyed them. Yeah, and that's that. So it's pretty impressive and kind of concerning from like a Carlton. <laughs> like I was, oh, don't worry about Essendon. We had them like third last on the ladder. You they're obviously, did. We they're, did. Oh man, that's they're bad. obviously pretty good. So and the other thing is like Phillips and Draper, three three and two goals. What's Grundy doing, man? Not accountable at all. Stephen May as well just had a. Really, yeah, he didn't have an yeah. impact, and that affects him. Yeah. Oliver was tagged out of the game, and then decided to get like, have a big last quarter, but yeah. didn't have an impact. What's going on, man? Mm. I was going to say they're doing. I was say Draper and Phillips. They're doing this these sort of efforts without Peter Wright, who was the best and fairest last year. That's true. 
Like, I don't even know how Peter Wright comes back in. Like, obviously, roles will have to get adjusted a little bit. Mm. But yeah, no, they've Phillips has filled in admirably for yeah. you know for uh um for what's his name Peter Wright. Yeah, no, flowers Absolutely. to flowers to Phillips. Yeah, man, and in that third quarter, the D's kicked two behinds. I can't even remember the last time they had no goals in a quarter. That's just ridiculous. Um, the Bombers only kicked three themselves, but it extended the lead and pretty much ended the game. Um, so I'll tell you what, look, Brad Scott, I'm not his biggest fan, but so far he's actually got a tune out of this team. So well done to him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt he will let him down in the finals, but oh, that's, course, that's for another day. That's but that'll be, that'll be good for us as well because then we can see his facial you know, reactions. You know, yeah. in the, he's pretty funny. He's hilarious <laughs> in the box. Whenever they show him and he just... It's his just, mouth open. Yeah, he's... You know, he just, I don't know, he's, it's like his face gets wider. His face gets wider when he gets angrier. It's a weird thing. Yeah. It's fun um, to watch. You did mention as well Phillips, but also Draper. He's a fun guy to watch. Yeah. Three, three goals in the first Is half. he the best mullet? Is he the best mullet? <sighs> it's a tough one. It's the a tough fact one. That he's so tall maybe just puts it over the edge because it sort of looks weird on a tall dude. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because no, that, that mullet's actually he, bigger than we think it is because his head's so big. It's a huge mullet. True, yeah. true. I think it, like, it goes between him, between him, Bailey Smith, Jack Sinclair. Hugo Ralph Smith is he's disgusting as well. <laughs> Have you seen that dude? Yeah, yeah. Do you even know that guy? Is? Running in the he's, wind off the halfback. <laughs> he's just shocking, man. Um, yeah, no, those 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 boys are up there. Co- yeah, Collingwood, Carlton, and Essendon in the top four. It's the eighties, baby. <laughs> We've gone back in time. So North should be thereabouts in the eight somewhere. Then, if that's the case, yeah, it must be. I, I think true, true. I think it's look. I don't really want to admit it, but I think they obviously look pretty good this year. So maybe the top eight is set. You know what? Perhaps. Perhaps. I'll tell you something. Lee Montagne is not ballsy enough to say it, but I will. Top eight's done. Lock Top eight's done. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Stop watching. Go on holidays. Come back in the finals. We'll see you there. That's Sounds it, good, man. man. Sounds good. Catches. It does mean, though, boys, that Port and the Dogs are not going to make the finals, oh, if that's Port, the case. Port are pretty good. Port yeah. are frauds. No. <laughs> 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 nah, look, honestly... You're at home in a really scrappy wet weather game. And mm. I'll say this, Todd Marshall mm. won them that game in the last quarter. Horn Francis too. We'll get to him later. Yeah. He was incredible in the last quarter. Yeah. Um, but Marshall was huge. He scored a goal from deep in the pocket, some big marks. Um, yeah, really well done to him. That was the worst conditions I've seen in maybe ever. That rain was basically horizontal. It was that crazy. Yeah. That rain was horizontal. Mm. And it like... I didn't realize the camera is so good at blocking out the rain, but there were certain angles where I, I don't even like playing in that game would have been ridiculous. Mm. And you could hear the noise. I thought that it was raining outside my house. It was actually just the TV. It was crazy. How loud you got the TV, bro? Full blast. Full blast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, what I noticed is it was relatively close as it would be in such a wet game. Mm. But Port really stood up in that last quarter. They played really yeah. tough footy and clean footy. You mentioned Marshall. Zach Butters, who's like one of my favorite players, I think he was best on, was amazing. Might have been his best game he's played. Jason Horn Francis, he's had some really, he's played, he's had a great year and, you know, not consistent throughout every quarter, but he has these big quarters where he really makes a splash. Yep. He made a count in the last quarter this mm. week. Rosie good was good all game. And the thing I noticed is that's their future, you know? Yeah. Jason Horn Francis, Rosie, Butters, Todd Marshall stood up and got him over the line. And that's kind of, that's, they're young players that are going to take over the team and take over the team. So that when you look at it from that perspective, as a Port fan, you got to go, well, we're in good hands. Must be wrapped, yeah. I will say, though, yeah, everything you said there was correct. The Dogs, mm. though, they were in the game and then Boke kicks a goal. For, you mentioned the conditions. He kicks a goal from like 50 out deep in the pocket. What a finish. And then Marshall just takes a huge grab and, and wins the game. So... I mean, those two guys specifically stood up and kicked the goals that actually won the game because you can compete and get the ball and, and Butters had a nice finish as well in the last quarter. So there was just a few clean pieces of skill that really shouldn't happen in wet weather games. So well done to Port on that. Um, back-to-back clutch wins. But the Dogs on another day probably can win that as well. It was really close. Um, and those conditions, yeah, it's... I'm sort of over watching wet weather footy, to be honest. Yeah, I come back to Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah I don't love the it, wet weather stuff, but that was ridiculous. Yeah. Every everything at Marvel from now on, every game at Marvel. Say what? And get a get a roof at the G as well, man. <laughs> let's uh, source it. Why not? Um, unless you guys had anything else to talk about about the actual game, there's a oh, few things I need to get off my chest. Yeah, no, I'm happy for you, dude. Um, unless Georgie, you got something. Well, to say. I, I don't know what you're going to say. The only thing I mentioned <laughs> for for the 
Cody Waitman coming back in. I kind of forgot about him. He's a good player. He's a very yeah. good player. Yeah. He makes a difference to their forward line. Yeah. I think, man, at this point, the small forwards, the small forward game in the AFL is probably the best that's ever been. Waitman, Rankin, um, Rochelle. Yeah. Um, a, yeah. A lot of them young. Pickett. It really come, it's kind of like the new generation. Charlie Cameron as well. There's yeah. there's so many good ones, man. It's it's great. Well, and they're, they're the most entertaining Matt, players. Matt always. Always, man. Jaden Stevenson. Jaden Stevenson. There's so many. <laughs> Uh, well, no, that's a really good point, George. But I wanted to just talk a bit about this Jason Horn Francis stuff because I can only speak on how I feel about it. And what I will say is this. As a North Melbourne supporter, of course we don't like the guy. I mean, he claimed he wanted to be the number one pick. He knew he was coming to North. He was rallying for it. And then after about round three, he looked like he wanted to go. And, you know, I get it from a human point of view. You don't like your job. You want to move on. It's hard to get up every day and go to work if you're not enjoying your environment and all that stuff, let alone the, the pressure that they face. But you can't leave your team at the end of the year and expect it just to be swept under the rug. No one's going to care. North fans will just get over it. You know, don't don't get on his case. That's the world we live in, unfortunately. Well, um, what was that quote from from Ken? What did he What did he call Horn Francis for leaving? Yeah, he said he was courageous. Courageous. Okay, now look. Was it courageous or heroic? No, courageous, courageous. Courageous. He called him courageous for leaving. Now look, obviously as the port man, he's going to say that, right? Like yeah. he's going to say, get around him. You know, he's a young kid. Let him play his footy. But here's the thing. You're a young kid playing footy, but you're also an adult, all right? You're 18. You're an adult playing professional sport. You shouldn't be judged differently than someone older, okay? Now, if someone leaves a team after one year as a rookie, you're setting a precedent that any player that gets drafted can just say, you know what, not really vibing it, I'm, I'm leaving. So I think that's why he's getting booed by, I will mention, non-North Melbourne fans at that game. It's a bit crazy that he was getting booed in Adelaide. Um, probably a lot of mixed fans there booing him. It wouldn't have been all North fans, obviously. Mm. Um, but look, if you're going to get booed, you sort of just need to deal with it. It's it's early days of the season where you just change teams. Um Guys like Kane Corns, don't even get me started on this guy, right? Because he's the one constantly bringing him up. Maybe people would have forgotten about it if he didn't mention his name every week and dress up mm, like well, him. Well, he's on his... one-eyed Port Adelaide. He, Mate, that's all he talks He dressed about. up like Jason Horn Francis <laughs> after round one on his Sunday footy show or whatever. Like, mm. mate, this guy is the one putting his name out there and then getting upset when there's a rebuttal. And he can't see the other side. He's acting like North Melbourne fans are the ones just really one-sidedly angry. Mate, what do you expect? Mm. You're one-sidedly happy because you're a Port fan. Like, that's the way footy works, all right? So, um, it's absolutely ridiculous. To blame North Melbourne fans, we, the team is hitting an all-time low in the last few years. We had our prize number one pick, who has been called recently by Kane Corns, <laughs> our best prospect since Wayne Carey. So, that just means even more. Why do you think we're upset, mate? Yeah, that's Okay? It. If that's true, I don't know if it is, but if that is true... And he left after one year and packed it in after three games. Of course, we're upset, right? Yeah, no, we should be. We should be, and we are. Like, I think the word Hinkley calling the young man courageous for me is just—it's the in my eyes, it's the complete opposite. Like, to leave after one year, it's actually cowardly, if anything, right? And I don't want to call the guy a coward, but you—you you just quit. You just quit after a year, man. Yeah. That's poor. And I think what the AFL needs to do—they have to do something similar to what the NBA does guaranteed rookie contracts you have them for four years not two because i think we've, we only guaranteed two years at a club if you make it four then if you go maybe two years into that contract a club can still trade you and get good value you know what i mean whereas us we were we had our we ended up getting a good deal but like our hands were tied behind our backs yeah and i will you know? add as well like yeah. he like i said after a few games last year he was spitting the dummy every game giving away dumb freeze we joke about the ice bath things, but he wasn't listening to the coaches and trainers telling him to recover properly. Like this guy wasn't a good teammate. He was getting angry at Todd Goldstein, you know, in between quarters, people trying to say, oh, look, he's showing passion. No, he was disrespectful, right? So guys, even like Chad Corns is commenting, who's the assistant at Port Adelaide, saying he hasn't done anything wrong other than leave a club. Well, yeah, obviously that's the big thing. But like, mm. mate, he's done plenty wrong. He bargained for the number one pick just for the... Glamour of just it all. Just for the clout. Yeah, he yeah. wants a clout. Just for the glamour. And then he had no interest in participating in a rebuild that he knew he was getting into, right? So I have no question about it. If North Melbourne was a half-decent team last year, not a basket case, he would have stayed. Like this guy just spat the dummy. He didn't want to be yeah. there. Um, mm. got hit, Ken Hinkley getting all this praise for giving him a hug at three-quarter time. Mate, he knew the cameras were on. Giving him a hug in the rain. What is this? A romantic bloody film? It's, it's like, come a, on, man. It's a notebook. 
It's the notebook uh, yeah. here. Like, come on, man. He little, knew the cameras sus, were on. This guy, sus. this guy, Ken Hinckley's a fraud, mate. I'm telling you. Look, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm pissed. What I would say, <laughs> I saw. I the, thought that was pretty calm of you, Dan. To be honest with you, I thought you were going. Yeah, no, that was measured. That was measured. That, that was measured. Yeah. I think at least you need to see and understand both sides. I get why Port fans love him and hate North for, mm. for criticizing him. Like, I get where Kane Corns is coming from, but yeah. the difference between me and Kane Corns is I can understand both sides. Kane just mm. acts like he, like, what's North Melbourne on about? Like, yeah. of course we're pissed off, mate. What do you think? The only thing I'll say is. North Melbourne fans, no problem, but Port hasn't versed North yet. And Jason North fans has been booed every match, which means that it's not every supporter base is booing him for some reason. And that's because I think everyone can empathize with what that would feel like if you're a basket case of a team and your prized possession leaves you in the midst of it all. I, I still think it's ridiculous to boot. If you're not can a you, can, fan, you, can you imagine if Sam Walsh came in, yeah. was a gun in the first year. What if yeah. he said at the end of the year, I'm out? I get it, but it's got nothing to That's do with your team. What do but you mean it's got nothing to do with your team? Like he, he left your yeah. team. No, no, but that, it's not North fans that are booing him. Other fans are booing That's him. what I'm saying, though. It's, it's, those fans are showing empathy to North fans. I just, I just think it's dumb. I, I don't care if they boo or not. Like, for me, I, like I said, I find it interesting. I I'm not saying they should do it, but it just goes to show that this guy did something that you shouldn't do, which is, you know, really want and claim to be the number one pick say you want it, yep, I, I want to be at North and then give up on them because it compromises the draft at that point. It does, but the Gold Coast mm. and GWS players don't get slack for leaving their, their clubs. They did a few years though. Horn Francis did a year. I know, but and GWS the GWS also have, the same. No, but GWS also have just way too many inside mids and they have to go to get no, game but time. That, there's been a mass exodus from Gold Coast and GWS for like six years. Mm. It's and different, man. It's, it's, it is very different. It's Why very is it different? Different because, because I picture... Uh, Matty Rao, right? Mm. Like that guy there comes in, Gold Coast, not a good team. So openly saying how badly he wants to be the number one pick. I think that's the thing that the league can look at and say that's wrong. Mm. Because he, from day one, didn't want to be there. If you go back and watch those interviews, I reckon you can see it in his eyes, mate. He was just he's, talking. He's faking it, yeah. His agent's in his ear because he wanted to be have that clamor of the number one pick. The, the only thing I'll say is you mentioned that, you know, he's an adult. You judge him as harshly. I'm... I'm a little bit more compassionate to an 18 or 19 year old kid because they don't know anything about the world. They don't necessarily know what they're getting themselves into. For I me, I, I, I'm, I'd be more harsh on, I think even Ken said something like he's not a 28 year old, he's a 19 year old. And I think there's something to that. And look, as a coach, I actually thought Ken standing up for him, I actually quite liked it. And maybe he was, maybe, you know, the cameras were watching, but at the end of the day, he's a coach, he's backing in his play, that's what he's got to do. So I didn't mind it. Oh, fair enough. No, fair look, enough. look, if there are yeah. Carlton fans, Oh, the Carlton fans didn't... No, sorry. When Carlton versus Port, if Carlton fans boo Jason Horn Francis, I'll be disappointed because I just think it's stupid. But anyway, that's me. Fair enough. And yeah, look, I think we'll leave it at that for this week, but... Yeah, no, we've we've uh, we've, we've uh, extensively uh, reviewed... Oh, look, I'm a passionate guy. I don't like seeing my club constantly getting in the news for no reason. Well, we're not even in that game. Yeah. And mm. somehow we're in the headlines. Well, that's the point. Yeah, if true, it's not North-related anymore... Exactly. Wait on. till we play them in Tasmania. All the Tassie North fans are going to go then crazy. Boom. That's different. That's story. it. That's going to be lovely. It's going to be beautiful. All right. Well, look. All right. It's probably a good thing we spent so much time on that game because the next one's probably a thirty-second chat. Uh, the Cats just whacked the Eagles. Um, <laughs> cool. So uh, GWS versus uh, Hawks <laughs> happened. That was a really close game. <laughs> now, nah, look. What I will mention though is the Eagles sort of. Hung in there as long as they could. They're, they're, they're um, trying. They're, they're trying. trying, but yeah. there's nothing else. Waterman and Allen kicked four each, so that's nothing to scoff at. And uh, mm. who's the the half back? That is it. Hoff, <laughs> not Hoff. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Jones. Uh, uh, Petrescu Seed. Not Petrescu Seed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't We're doing guess the player again. Jermaine Jones. Jermaine, Jermaine Jones. Jones. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's having okay. You. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. something. He's doing well. That's something. Um, uh, Cameron's a freak. Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron. Oh, mate. For another oh. four goals. Oh, mate. Hawkins backfiring again too is a good sign for Geelong fans. Look, cat, cats have a. Yeah, they're kind of getting their momentum back against yeah. bad teams, but something. Yeah. Um, all good, but yeah, not much to say there. The Giants beat the mm. Hawks. That was a very interesting game. Mm. Um, I happened to be watching that with Matza there. We went a bit crazy when Himmelberg took that specky to win the game, essentially. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, yeah, really crazy. Unfortunate for the Hawks. Impey almost had the winner as well, didn't he? Yeah, um, not a bad kick. He had it on target. It was similar to that Florent kick from last week, except he didn't make a fool of himself. <laughs> um mm. Yeah, look, I will say about that game as well. I've noticed some interesting stats there as well. Connor Nash, 31 touches and nine tackles. Whoa. 
So that guy, they're sort of playing him in the midfield quite a lot yeah. as a taller mid. I'm not sure what his ceiling is, but he's putting in a really good effort. Mm, well, he's a tall player, so he's a he's a bont as well. Bont potential. Another, another bont. <laughs> like, uh, no, because Dean was saying uh, Will Day was bont because he's tall. Yeah, check but out they've the got They've bot. got two. They've got two, bro. They've got Nash and, yeah, and Day. Mate, just a team of bonds, the Hawks. Which... That's, bro, they're <laughs> winning every real. year, man. They're going to win real. every year. The Hawks will be pissed if they lost that, though. Yeah. That's they don't have a lot of chances to win games this year. Mm. But look, I think you take that as a I think you take it as a positive for them regardless. Like that's a great effort against a team who should be further along in their development than they are. So yeah, the Giants yeah. are sort of stuck in that bottom 4 or bottom 6, can't really get on a run of wins. Yeah, they're they're a strange team. They are. They've got talented players. I mean like Toby Green was back to his best. Um, he had a good showing. Himmelberg had like the reverse, like he cut off his hair, but then he became a superior, like the reverse Samson effort. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, you know, the midfield is still like Tom Green's obviously starring. They're still good midfielders, but they just, I don't know. They just don't, they just don't yeah. show up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. There was a little bit of a, actually, oh, they won, obviously, and that's a positive, but also Cadman made his debut. That yeah. was cool. Kicked the goal. Yeah, he kicked the goal. He didn't really do a uh, you know, hell of a lot apart from that, but yeah, no, it's, I gotta say, he does look physically imposing. Like mm. he's tall and he's just—he's very mobile. He's got so, long arms as well. Does, so he'll man. be clunking some marks when he puts on a bit of size. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys see Chad Wingard's tongue injury? He That's severed a, his tongue. Oh, not yeah. not fully in half, but like a huge oh. gash. Um, who, who cut his tongue? He was tackling someone, and sort of the way his head, like it's his jaw, sort of. Oh, clamped he, up. Oh, right. He got it in his um, teeth. Yeah, yeah. And he needs like some surgery on. He it bit or his tongue off. Yeah, and he doesn't wear a mouth guard, so that's a bit of a talking Wait, point. What? Yeah, um, that's a bit weird. Look, his name has guard in it. Like, so you gotta surely you wear a mouth guard. Chad, no. <laughs> Chad, Chad wing, no, no guard. Yeah, <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that one. Um, but yeah, sort of a weird injury. Um, yeah. He's not going to be enjoying his meals for the next few weeks, I would have thought. Nah, nah. Soup, he's, soup for dinner and that's breakfast. He's having protein shakes for <laughs> yogurt for the yes for the foreseeable future, I guess. Joke, yeah. but probably yeah. That's that's his solution. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, really good game there. And then we close off the round with a bit of an arm wrestle game for the most part. The Pies and the Saints. Pies getting it done, but I tell you what, that finish from the Saints. If they just had another two minutes, they would have won that game. They left it a bit too late. I was actually surprised with how many goals they kicked mm. in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, they don't lose any admirers with that effort, you know, uh, bringing it back right at the end. That's hey, good on them, man. The fact that they they were so close to Collingwood, who are kind of the benchmark team, other than, you know, maybe Brisbane at home. But Collingwood, we think, are pretty deadly. Probably one of the best teams. Oh, that's obvious, right? They've lost by a goal. And they've still got, like, Jack Steele out, Membry out, King a bunch of other players as well. Like St. Kilda are a top four team. Mate, they, they, their forwards kept Membry out the side. You know what I mean? Is, like he, well, is, is he fit though? Apparently, I think he played VFL, but he I think it, yeah. he, he, usually when your forward line's depleted, right? Or, you know, depleted, you just bring him straight in. Mm. But nah, they're like, nah, you got to prove it, you know? He'll come in this so. week though because Caminiti had that uh, high hit on yeah. Nathan Murphy, so yeah. he's gone for a couple. Yeah. Interesting one though, because he kind of... Who did he hit? He hit Nathan, some Nathan Murphy. Yeah, Nathan Murphy. He sort of fell Nathan Murphy into his elbow. Mm. Kind of odd, uh, but yeah. Regardless, it's gonna. It's it's not a good look. We'll kill yeah, cop a week. He won't escape. He. I reckon he'll get two or three. To be honest. Oh yeah, possibly. Um, possibly. I'm just gonna say as well. I haven't uh, fact checked this at all, but I'm just going on a limb and saying it's true because it has to be. The Dacos brothers combining for 72 disposals, the most disposals ever by a pair of brothers in the same team. If that's wrong, I'll be shocked. And and their um, meters gained as well. Like Nick Dagos had eight hundred meters gained, and Josh Dagos five hundred. Wow! And you know what? I've got a little bit of a quiz for you guys in regards to meters gained. Oh wow! So my favorite meters, stat. The fa- yeah, there you go. And clearances, meters gained, and clearances. I love clearances so he's a current player who has the the um, the record. Right? It happened in round fifteen against Adelaide last year. And the guy had 1,169 meters game. This is a bit unfair because it's a North Melbourne player. There you go. He right, knows. Okay, so let me guess then. Oh, but it's He's, last year. It's last year. This dude is, he He was good in Supercoach for like a year and a half. Was it Hall? 
Yeah. yeah. Aaron Hall. And that was the most ineffective 1,000 meter game <laughs> probably ever because it was all from Adelaide behinds. But anyway, I thought, that was, I thought that was interesting. It's surprising how many meters gain you can get when you just um, bomb the ball like 60 meters every time. <laughs> what happened to Aaron Hall, man? Where is he? He's just no good, man. I don't know. That, he's killing it in the twos, but we just don't like him. I think we just want to give the young guys run. Mm. But anyway. Um, Callum Wilkie as well. All Australian. Go, go for it. Dean's mate. boy, man. Dean Dean gave him his flowers and we're going to give him some more flowers, mate. I'm noticing Giving him some roses, man. There's a bit of a trend on this pod that Dean's just right all the time. See, it's, I don't it's, know. If, I think we can disprove that very easily. Yeah, it's weird. This is the one time you've given someone flowers and it's been like, yeah, they've done well. It's usually when you tell people that they're... Cr- you tell a guy they're crap or a team that they're crap that they do well, but this time... Yeah, I can't tip, but... <laughs> yeah, man, your powers... Do you know how to control your powers, man? You know, No, clearly. <laughs> figure it out so we can get north in the right direction, all man. Right, come man, on, right, man. Yeah, I'll, Carlton I'll can take some some of that as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on it. Work in progress. All right, we'll, we'll sort it out. We'll sort but it no, out. He was very good, wasn't he? Jeez. Yeah, no, nah, Cal Wilkie. He, he, he's that boy, man. He's... Um, well, the, yeah. you know, they. I think Collins had 15 more inside 50s and it was a goal difference. So, Wilkie has to play a part in that. Yeah. Well, their whole defensive structure, the Saints, I'm pretty sure they're the best defensive team for points against mm. this year. So that Ross effect, really mm. kicking in. Mate, like I'm telling you, they're a top four team. Who would have picked that? Not me. Nah, not me either. We no, had man. them bottom four. So we had us. them as a nothing team. <laughs> yeah. And now they're going to slaughter Carlton next week and make me look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah. I was say, shout out to uh, our mate Chris, who's a very, st- he's, a, he's a staunch uh, supporter of the pod and St. Kilda. So he'll be he'll be loving life right now. He's so. been lapping it up the last couple of weeks, mate. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, good on him. Good on him, man. It's Flowers a really great sport to enjoy <laughs> AFL, isn't it? When your team's going well. I oh, must say. Yeah. I was in a dark place on Saturday when North lost and then I'm watching Port. You know I'm invested in that top 10 pick that I want Port to give North as part of that JHF trade. So we lost twice. We basically. lost twice and the Bombers won. I mean, not that I really care about that, but you know, I'm sort of, I've gone on a limb saying they're no good and now they're just proving me wrong. Like Saturday was bad. Yeah, that's um, true. That is, that is a tough day for you, man. So here I am yeah. just, you know, sharing my feelings with the boys. Humbled, to get out. Try beating, getting beat, defeat by Jordan Dawson, the whole team just... John Dawson, Dawson by himself, by just himself. his left foot. Yeah, just his left. Carlton foot, got man. defeated by the left foot of a player. Yeah, <laughs> it's a there pretty formidable left foot, man. It is, yeah. and I'll tell you what. I think we should get into the next week's tipping because there's some interesting games. That's oh, a tough one. This one. It's I've... a very tough one. We start with Friday night. Frio actually gets the Friday night game, their first of the year. Oh wow! They're playing very the... well deserved. Well yeah. deserved, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're waiting your turn, they've waited their turn patiently. Yeah. Um, Fremantle hosting the dogs in Perth. So we're back to playing in our home states. I mean, look, Frio hasn't convinced me whatsoever. Oh, this, is a, this is a rough one, man. The dogs away from home, I'm not sure if they're as potent as they are when they're at Marvel, for example, or the G, but... They're not, but I still think they're way better than Frio. <sighs> yeah, I, I haven't seen enough from Frio to tip them. So you guys are both going doggies. So I'm gonna go Freo just in case Freo wins. And I can say you know, <laughs> but honestly, no. I think the home ground advantage, yeah. Darcy against English. I don't know if English has the physicality to hang with Darcy. So I don't know. You can mate. get him around the ground though. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. true, true, true. I, so, I shouldn't be doubting Tim English. He's he's that he's that boy. No, it just made me think. If in the gather round last week, if you had your home match and your mm-hmm. home match was in some country part of Victoria, surrounded by grapes, pretty rough. Of, of yeah. South, South Australia, surrounded by grapes. That's 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 that. <laughs> Not really. Good. Surrounded by grapes, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. you know when the fence is just like that railing that you can just jump over? Mm. Well, I guess, like, you know, if you needed a little bit of a sugar rush, you just jump over the fence and grab a yeah, couple of Instead of oranges, you've got, you know, you've got your vitamin. That's it, man. It's not one vitamin. I don't know that's what vitamin Get that vitamin C and antioxidants in another manner. Yeah, that's antioxidants. It, that's it. <laughs> I should just say, actually, before we continue with the tips, just going back on last week's uh, tipping to sum up how Ooh, it we went. We get three. Uh, no, we did a bit better than that. It started really badly though because I was the only one that tipped Adelaide as I mentioned. So we yeah. got that wrong. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, we all went Gold Coast as we mentioned. So we got that wrong as well. So we're 0-2 at that point. We did tip Sydney. So we're 1-2. We did tip Brisbane 2-2. We didn't tip the Bombers, which is understandable. But they proved <laughs> us wrong. 2-3. and three, And then we actually went the Doggies. So George was the only one that went Port. So we were 2-4 and four at that point. But then we sort of brought it home with the Cats, the Giants, and the Pies. So we're five and four in the end. I think that's sort of what we're averaging. Um, yeah, we need some work. But see if we can pick it up. So let's, yes. let's do it this week. Let's man. get nine this week. Let's get nine. So first game, we're all going dogs, I think. Aren't yeah. We? yeah. Next okay. game, it's Port. 
Port let's, hosting the Eagles. Yeah. Let's not let's Port. not even talk about that one. Let's Port. just yeah yeah. Port's gonna win that, and then we got Giants hosting the Lions. Ah, Brizzy. I think Brizzy's form away from home. I mean, obviously last week they were playing in South Australia away from home. George mentioned it on the last pod. They're not as good, but I don't think the Giants are the team where you're nah, hedging nah, against nah. that. And Lions so. are st- they're starting to pick up a little bit. I mean, they yeah. they really put you guys to the sword last week, and that's like a, sh- a sign of maturity for for a team as well. They did indeed. So, yep, the Lions are going to win that one. Now, oh, here's this, another one. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. interesting, now, isn't it? So the Cats hosting the Swans at GMHBA, first game at GMHBA this year. If that's the case, I'm I'm going with. I'm going with Geelong, but it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Lads? Yeah, I might go Geelong as well. I think Jeremy Cameron's so good that he's the type of guy that can do a Jordan Dawson. And, and, just, you, and you know what? He has. No defense. Yeah. No defense at the moment. That's right, know, McCart- Blakey, Blakey's not taken Jeremy Cameron. Unless one of the McCartans comes, but maybe Tom. Well, the, it's but, concussion, right? So they might... They might come back. I don't think Paddy will. Yeah, for a while. I don't think no, he's he's, he's he's going to take some time off. No way. Um, look, Sydney can score against this Geelong defense as it currently is because mm. they are pretty inexperienced with radically a sort of the big dog at the moment. But does uh, the fact that the the Geelong stadium is a lot narrower play more direct footy? You well, know, they've got a kicking team. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't, I don't know what Sydney like. It'd be good to look at what Sydney how Sydney. Yeah, plays. I don't think it hurts Sydney to be honest. No. Um, Look, I think we do. We just tip Geelong at GMHB. It's it's, yep. it's home ground advantage. Yeah. We'll tip yeah. Geelong, but I won't be surprised if it goes the other way. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne hosting the Crows in Tassie. Crows. Yeah, we've got to go Crows, but Hawthorne they surprise people in Tassie, but not this week. Yeah, Crows not have earned our respect. I think. Yeah. Uh, sixth consecutive week that I've tipped Adelaide. There you go. Mm. Um, Carlton hosting. The Saints at Marvel. So, are you really hosting them there? They sort of play Marvel better than you, don't they? Well, we're both good Marvel teams, but you will just have the bigger crowd, that's all. I'm, oh, I'm going to tip Saints. Oh, Whoa. he's gone against the Blues. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to time. do the reverse psychology that you did last week and <laughs> failed. But Ross watches the pod. It doesn't work. Look, I actually think Saints will win. You reckon? Yeah, they're just yeah. they're tough. They play the, the game the right way. They're disciplined. Carlton is not, Carlton's just not disciplined at the moment, and their midfield is in shambles. Even though they're good players, they're not performing. I think Saints will win. I hope that they don't, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I'm going to go with the Saints as well, but it's... Yeah. Unless Carlton gets the, the they need to respond thing and the whole emphasis yeah. is on responding they, and starting they, strong. They and, do need to respond. So, And the weather won't no, impact. No. The, you know, obviously it's Marvel, so you know it's perfect conditions. I still think Carlton can win, but if I'm playing the odds... Fair. I and I bet you, I don't know, but I bet you Jack Steele comes back this week. I don't even know what his injury was. It's just the type of thing that that's the luck. I bet you he comes back. Mm. Mm. Look, I'll go the Saints as well, but I think Carlton will respond, not to play to that joke, but <laughs> I think when you get a belting like that and you're a good team, mm. you start strong shortly. And then yeah. from there, see how it goes. But the Saints have shown enough to an hour tip there. Mm. Um, this one can go either way. Yeah. Suns hosting North. I can't. I can't go against North when it's Gold Coast. It feels wrong. It just feels wrong. They're better they're, when they're at home. They're way better though. The Suns. So you guys, you guys can go pick the Suns. It's fine. But I just can't say. I can't say Suns. So we have got North. North with my. We're tipping. We're tipping very non-emotionally this week. I except for me. So you've gone Gold Coast. <sighs> See, even you can't pick them. Well, they, su- they suck, man. But <laughs> I'd be very interested to see what the weather is like on that day. Like if it's a really hot day, which I don't know if that's likely, but if it is a hot day, that makes it the home going advantage significantly better for Gold Coast. Mm. Humid conditions, that's how they play, that's how they train, that's what they know. That yeah. gets that's tricky for teams. North is not, you know, an established team. Gold Coast isn't either. Um it's a midfield battle. I don't know. Is Simkin playing? I think he might nah, be. No, probably not. Probably not. I'm gonna go Gold Coast. Yeah, fair enough. Again, not really convincing, but I don't know. I'm gonna go at the home, and his wits back. If wits is back, makes a difference. Mm. No, we got Goldie. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, nah, look, honestly, it matters for for Gold Coast. I was disgusted at North Melbourne last week, as I mentioned. I'm willing to say that it's possible we respond, and I think there's a world. <laughs> He's using all the cliches in one sentence. <laughs> Put it a is full, a it is a hard narrative to sell. Put a full but there stop is a world there, where a full stop. there's a world where North Melbourne strings together more than what 
more than a quarter or two, which they have shown in most games. We did show a quarter against Brisbane. We kicked five in the first quarter. Let's not forget that. Mm. We showed a half against the Blues. Actually, three quarters against the Blues, really. I know Carlton sort of went to sleep. Three quarters against the Hawks. I think if we win two or three quarters against the Suns, we can win. Simple as that. The Suns aren't going to dominate the four quarters. Surely not. So I'm going north. There we go. That's that a controversial pick. Get it done. This next one is going to be my NAW now of the week. Richmond are not beating Melbourne this week. Oh, wow. They're not beating Melbourne. I'm so telling you. Wow, so Port Adelaide's not the nor beating the Eagles. You're no, going out uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to keep beating down on the West Coast Eagles this week. Melbourne are going to respond. Clary and Petrarca are going to dominate in the guts, and also they they may have gone back in the ruck to smack around the little baby giraffe. They they're going to win. They're going to win. I think. Uh, I think Melbourne's going to smash them. Yeah, that's a convincing. <laughs> convincing rev up by Matza there. I'm ready to run through a brick wall for him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lutz, for supporting me on <laughs> that one. I'm ready to punch a draft, mate. Animal cruelty. Uh, <laughs> a baby giraffe as yeah. well, man. I will say, look, if it's not raining, Richmond might have their ball <laughs> movement going a bit better. But Their ball movement has been like dynamic even in the wet. They're, they're uh, really slingshotting the ball. It's just it's, it's not... It's crappy. But yeah, no, without Tom Lynch as well, yeah, Stephen May hard, and, and the boys at the back should take care of their forwards. Yeah. Um, and now this is the most interesting game of the week. For the first time in a long time, I can't ah. remember the year, but Collingwood and the Bombers are in the top four for the Anzac Day Clash. How, do you, how do you pick this? That's going to be 100,000 there, by the way. Collingwood. Collingwood. What's your reasoning, George? Well, they're a better team. They're, they're proven better. And, you know, um, I guess both teams have big crowds, but it's a big game and Collingwood have shown that they can perform under pressure. And Essendon haven't shown that in the last year or so. I just think Collins a better team. I'm not disrespecting the Bombers too much, right? They've obviously played good footy, great win last week. I just think Geelong is going to, just like they smacked Richmond, I think they're going to smack Essendon. You know, being that I saw an Essendon supporter today, my boys will me, if, if we tip Collingwood, which is what I'm going to do right now, Essendon will win. So there we go. I'm going with Collingwood. <laughs> So we've got Shout one Collingwood, actually two Collingwood. I think it can actually be a lot closer than you do, George, to be honest. I don't think any team's going to run away with this one. Um, the Bombers, though, let's not forget, they play Melbourne, who's got a great midfield, and just beat them around the ball. So Collingwood sort of lives and dies by dominating that midfield, not so much as individuals, but in that collective effort. So if the Bombers can hang with them, and they do have some good names, especially if Zach Merritt um, doesn't get suspended because he's sort of... Um, been offered that one match ban at the moment. So if they challenge that and get off, I think you might get off. If he, if they get off, then and their midfield matches up with the Pies, then maybe they do keep it close, and anything could happen. Um, Look, the clashes are usually pretty close, aren't they? They are, yeah. even when the Pies have been better than the Bombers. Yeah. So I'm actually going to say the Bombers to win. Oh, there you go. I think they're a chance. There you go. Keep it interesting. I think they're a chance, but I think Collingwood would be too good. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Cool. Uh, um, I've got one little thing to. Um, bring up, I think AFL's award game can go up a slight notch, right? So in the NBA, they have a most improved award and we do not have that. Mm. So I was watching, uh, this will probably be the biggest improvement in my eyes so far. Asava Radigalia's two games have been huge. He's been great. Mm. That from, you know, average ruck forward to a pretty decent defender if he holds it on. I think he wins the first one. Do you guys have any ideas of most improved players? Is it just just this year? Yeah, we'll go with just this year because I've got a backdated one for last year and I think it's pretty obvious. I've got to think about it a little bit. Fair enough. I'm I'm backdating my most uh, improved award and I'm going to go with George Hewitt from last year because he went from just average mm. player to gun inside mid. Hasn't happened this year, but you know. I think last year's easier in my head. Like Will Brody, Jack Sinclair, George Hewitt. Are kind of the ones that come to mind, like mm. not big names. And Sinclair became a superstar overnight. He would, true, he would, got, he would got a role that you know, an inside role, big preseason, had a massive year. Will, Bro- Sinclair, Will Brody yeah. was basically like a nothing player, Gold Coast, and was like their their main kind of clearance play in, in Frio. I've that's, got that's fair call. I've got two for this year potentials. Yeah, number one is Isaac Rankin. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good, even though good he shout. was, we saw the talent, but it was very inconsistent in Gold Coast, as the whole team is. Um, and he's the best small forward in the comp at the moment, just about. 
And the other one's the boy we mentioned earlier, Cal Wilkie. He's a shout. Yeah. Um, he's been solid for a few years now, but he's he's taken another jump up this year. So off the top of my head, there's those two. I can't think of anyone else that's really gone from a nothing player to a really good contributor. Mm, yeah. The um, other one I've got in my head, even though he's only played like three games, is Will Day. He's, yeah. you know, he's gone from, you know, a dude who hardly plays, you know, he's in and out of the team, injuries, half back, whereas now he's an inside mid and he's doing really good. That's another one. Um, but yeah, I think it's maybe not the best one, but Brad Crouch has had a pretty good start to the year as well. Obviously, he's yeah. had, he's had, he was a good player at Adelaide at his best, kind of been so-so for the last couple of years, but he's had a really strong start to the season as well. Mm. Big reason why Saints are playing well. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, AFL will get on it, mate. Most improved player award. I reckon it's a good idea. It should be a bit more fun with the awards, shouldn't they? Not just the Brownlow, yeah. which is an umpire vote. Mm. Um, probably the coach's vote matters more than that. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, true, um, true. Excellent. I think we'll leave it at that. Thanks very much to everyone for watching. Um, all the socials there on the screen at the moment. So yeah, give us a like and follow on all of those. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on the road to 100 still, so... Once we hit 100 subs, George is racing Bo McCreary. He's already agreed. <laughs> George has agreed. Bo has agreed. So we're just waiting on you guys now. And it's only like, what's the fastest 100 meters ever? Nine. nine something? Yeah, it'll only be a nine second clip. So Yeah, true. It'll true. be a short. So. That's you. Another YouTube short. <laughs> so we're ready to go. All right, so get around that. And thanks for watching again. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.